1: freezing rain and the big bad blizzard
0: don't let them fool you depend
1: on wtop for traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8s
2: a winter
3: weather advisory has just been issued
4: a lot of side streets remain unplowed
1: you'll
0: know how to dress the kids to deal with jack
4: frost
1: and you'll know when you can hit the road jack
4: wtop news
1: facts matter this is WTOP
5: News, WTOP FM, Washington. www.tfmannassus. WTLP FM, Braddock Heights, Frederick.
3: Off to the traffic center we go. Dave Dildine,
4: in Virginia, Outer Loop traffic still slow from Eisenhower Avenue to the Wilson Bridge. Interloop traffic still stacks from the Dulles Toll Road across the American Legion Bridge. Crash beyond Claire Barton Parkway, either on the left shoulder or clear. Lanes are open either way. 66 westbound, just brief delays passing Vienna Metro toward 123. 395 southbound, brief delays coming over Arlington Ridge. Inbound traffic still heavy across the 14th Street Bridge. In Maryland, Baltimore-Washington Parkway, southbound between 175 and 32. At last report, it was a crash blocking the left lane. Northbound traffic still a bit heavy, moving out of Greenbelt. 270 from Rockville to Frederick. Virtually without delay, Route 50, delay-free between the Beltway and the Bay Bridge. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Forecast, Steve Rudin.
0: Any lingering showers this evening will quickly dissipate. Our skies will clear and temperatures will fall in the 30s by early tomorrow morning. Clouds will increase again midday tomorrow ahead of our next weathermaker. Look for light snow to develop late tomorrow night. Could be looking at 1 to 3 inches by early Saturday morning. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center.
3: 49 in Sterling, 48 in Oxon Hill, 47 in Northwest D.C. At
6: 659.
1: You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station.
0: WTOP News. Facts matter. Good
3: evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And
1: I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. Metro is investigating after a problem with a rail car left the station filled with smoke. I'm Scott Gelman.
5: Applause for three D.C. officers who were shot but are now recovering at home. I'm Nicole Nelly.
2: Humane officers, D.C. police, who does what when it comes to animals in D.C.? I'm Kate Ryan. The
3: ACLU files a lawsuit in Virginia on behalf of trans kids.
2: When President
5: Biden delivers his State of the Union address early next month, could the Republican response be delivered by none other than... Donald Trump.
3: We'll go live to John Allen of NBC News at 715.
5: Good rally on Wall Street today. The Dow picked up 349. The NASDAQ up 47, SP up 29.
3: We hear from the commander's new offensive and defensive coordinators. It's
5: 7 o'clock.
3: D.A. Fonny Willis misconduct hearing. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. Trump Hush Money trial starts March 25th.
4: They expect this trial to last about six weeks.
3: FBI informant in Biden business case charged. He made false statements to
2: investigators.
3: This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Heated exchanges in a Fulton County, Georgia courtroom where Fonnie Willis hits back at misconduct claims that threaten the future of the Trump case. Both sides testified about their relationship.
7: We weren't trying to keep anything a secret.
3: But DA Fonnie Willis took aim at some accusations. Highly offensive when they try to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them. Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade affirmed their relationship didn't result in any financial benefit to the DA. And when a Trump attorney requested certain records involving her personal life. Willis didn't like that.
2: These people are on trial for trying to steal an
0: election in 2020. I'm not on trial.
3: A trial date of March 25th is set by a Manhattan judge in the case accusing former President Trump of funneling campaign funds into a hush money payment for pornography star Stormy Daniels. CBS's Graham case. The judge
6: said that he had spoken on the phone with the judge in the D.C. case, Tanya Chutkin, twice in the last week and concluded that they could move forward with this one and that this case in New York City would, in fact, be the first ever criminal trial of a, of a former president.
3: The Justice Department and Special Counsel David Weiss in charge of the Hunter Biden probe are charging FBI informant Alexander Smirnov with lying to investigators about ties between President Biden, his son, Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company. Two juveniles remain in custody as Kansas City police rule out terrorism in yesterday's Chief Super Bowl rally shooting, saying it appears to have involved a dispute between several people. Twenty-three people, including children, were shot. One person died, Dr. Mark Steele, with University Health. Of the
5: eight gunshot wound victims, they were received. Five of those were dismissed from the emergency department last evening. Three individuals remain in the hospital. One is in stable condition. The other two remain in critical condition.
3: The Biden administration meets with Capitol Hill lawmakers to brief them on new intel concerning Russian advances in space weapons that could attack American satellites, impacting communications and military operations. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. This is
6: not an active capability, but it is a potential one that we're taking very, very seriously.
3: A U.S. official confirms the U.S. conducted a cyber attack against the Iranian intelligence ship in the Red Sea, which has been providing intel for Houthi attacks against commercial shipping. On Wall Street, the Dow surged 349 points. The Nasdaq rose 47. Now this.
4: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
6: 703 here on WTOP. It is Thursday evening, February 15, 2024, at the Wharf in D.C., 48, but down to the 30s later. Dmitri Sotis from the top local stories were following this hour. One person was taken to the hospital after issues with fire beneath a metro train today. It left a station filled with smoke at Eastern Market. After being closed for two and a half hours, the Eastern Market station at last report had reopened and was operating normally. WTOP Scott Gellman from the scene tells us this all started with one of the cars on a newer 7,000 series train. This
4: is a potential
1: problem with the train. Andy Off with Metro says as a 7,000 series rail car pulled in here to the Eastern Market Metro station, smoke started coming from underneath the train. Has nothing to do with, you know, the wheels or, or anything like that. One person was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and DC Fire and EMS says a few others were checked out but are okay. Off doesn't think it's a fleet-wide Issue, but the agency is inspecting the tracks between New Carrollton and Eastern Market.
4: Uh, we're also taking a look at all of our 7000 series uh, third rail collector assemblies uh, to ensure that they are, you know, affixed properly.
1: Near Eastern Market, Scott Galman, WTOP News. Now, to an update on that nearly
6: 13 hour barricade situation in Southeast D.C. yesterday, three police officers who were shot during the incident are now recovering at home, and the suspect is identified in court documents as Stephen Radikin though police say he uses the alias Julius James, which you might have been hearing on the air yesterday. In his first appearance in D.C. Superior Court this afternoon, Radigan was ordered held without bond on charges of assault on a police officer, animal cruelty, and assault with intent to kill while armed. Let's get more tonight on all of this from WTOP's Nick i
5: As the three D.C. officers who were shot and injured left MedStar Washington Hospital Center, they received a standing ovation from dozens of supporters. They were shot while trying to serve an arrest warrant for animal cruelty in Southeast, leading to a standoff between police and the suspect, Stephen Radigan. Court records show that Radigan's landlord had concerns about him and recently tried to evict him, claiming that two of his dogs had acted aggressively toward a two year old child in the neighborhood. The arrest warrant accused Radigan of abusing dogs, and police say after he was eventually arrested, they removed 31 dogs from his single family home, including 11 puppies. Nick Aynelli, WTOP News.
6: An animal cruelty case here at the root of all of this. Three police officers who were shot coming out of the hospital, as we heard, and recovering. But when it comes to handling cases of abused or neglected animals, who exactly does that?
2: Humane law enforcement officers work with the Humane Rescue Alliance in D.C. They are not police but they do investigate cruelty cases.
0: The reality is we often see really hard things.
2: That's Chris Schindler, who oversees those officers at the Humane Rescue Alliance.
0: And while we can get arrest and search warrants, and we do, we do all of our own investigations, all of our own forensics and things like that, we don't carry weapons or firearms.
2: And that's why they partner with D.C. police like they did Wednesday when three D.C. police officers were shot. Schindler says he's grateful that the officers are out of the hospital and reportedly doing well. DC Animal Control handles things like loose dogs, wildlife, and dog bites. Kate Ryan, WTOP News.
6: This is new tonight on WTOP. The ACLU of Virginia filed two lawsuits in an effort to protect trans kids. The suits are against the State Department of Education in the Old Dominion, asking the courts to throw out Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's policies on the treatment of transgender students and rules that school districts are not required to follow them. Youngkin's policies roll back many accommodations for trans students that were urged by the previous Democratic administration, including allowing teachers and students to refer to a transgender student by the name and pronoun associated with their sex assigned at birth. They also call for school system sports teams to be organized by the sex assigned at birth, meaning that transgender girls would be unable to participate on girls' sports teams. The legal challenges in Virginia come at a time when a wave of new restrictions on transgender and non-binary students have been put in place in Republican states. At least 10 states have enacted laws prohibiting or restricting students from using pronouns or names that don't match their sex assigned at birth. Youngkin has said that the new policies in Virginia are aimed at giving parents a greater say in how their children are treated at school. But opponents argue that the policies violate the law by codifying discrimination against trans students. Monday is President's Day. Metro will be making adjustments. Metro Rail running on a weekend schedule with weekday hours, that's 5 a.m., to midnight on Monday, Metro Bus will offer what's called Saturday Supplemental Service. Metro access customers may travel on the holiday, but all pre-scheduled subscription trips will be canceled. Weekday fares in effect all day with a $2 late-night fare after 9.30 p.m. Again, this is all the plans for Metro on Monday. Parking will be free at all Metro-owned parking facilities and garages. 708 on WTOP. And coming up here in just a bit, which company just passed Google and Amazon for their market value. Michael & Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael &
0: Son.
6: It's traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks as we go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center.
8: We will start in Maryland, northbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway after 175, or I should say uh, before 175, uh, on the southbound side. It's southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway after 175 for the crash. That's still going on, and that is still along the left side of the roadway, causing quite a delay. On 95, there are no delays. 270 looks all right, and so does 50 to the Bay Bridge. Beltway and Montgomery and Prince George's counties, as well as pretty much on the Virginia side, all has cleared out. In Virginia, on uh, southbound 29 and 15, just north of Warrington, uh, near Dumfries Road, may have an incident there. It's very, very slow-headed southbound uh, on 29 and 15 toward Warrington right now and may have a crash and a stretch of Route 28 south of Nokesville and north of Catlett. Uh, very heavy and slow traffic each way. believing they may have a crash there. 395 and 95 each doing all right, as does 66 both ways. The WTLP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Shop Regency's President's Day sale. Enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks
6: so good. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. All right, Bob, let's go to Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist.
0: Hey, tonight we're clearing out uh, this weak weathermaker that just moved through. The winds will start kicking up and we'll be a little wind chill for tomorrow. Our temperatures tomorrow starting out in the low to upper 30s with mainly clear skies. We'll be just under 50 degrees for Friday afternoon, a little breezy. We'll go from sunshine to clouds. Your next weathermaker bringing snow to the area for Friday overnight, first thing Saturday. Snow will be done falling by Saturday around 7 to 8 a.m., but a quick one to three inches out of the system. That's enough to plow, but manageable because it will be overnight. And enough snow, good news, that the kids can get out on Saturday, forecasting 40 degrees with wind chills in the 30s for Saturday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Tonight in Springfield
6: we're at 47, Farragut Square 46, Laurel 42. Some parts of the area could be down to the 30s overnight. We are brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25 percent on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to LongFence.com. This is Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour with Jeff Claypool.
5: The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rose to a two-month high, 6.77 percent this week. Nvidia has now passed Google for market value, just days after topping Amazon. The chip maker is now the third largest company behind Apple and Microsoft. Riverboat cruise line Viking plans an IPO. Viking was founded in 1997 and has more than 70 ships now. Most carry no more than 200 passengers. The S&P 500 index closed
6: at a record Thursday. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. And in the Asia-Pacific markets, things are starting out in a positive way tonight.
5: Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646.
6: Coming up here on WTOP, an interesting wrinkle in campaign 2024. Trump World has been considering something you might say is radical, having former President Trump himself deliver the GOP response to President Biden's State of the Union address. We'll go live to one of the NBC correspondents who broke this story. Ahead, it's 7-12. Did ED ruin your Valentine's Day?
5: If you're ready to put a stop to your ED, then call Bull Oak today. Thursday, February 15th, Bull Oak uses the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy. This technology is backed by over 60 clinical studies, including research from Cambridge University. Our treatments treat the root cause of ED by repairing blood vessels and increasing blood flow, all without the need for pills or the worry of side effects. Call us now and you'll qualify for an assessment, exam, even the blood flow, ultrasound, Totally free. This is over $800 in value. And today only for those who call in the next two minutes, new patients will receive their first treatment completely free. Call 703-337-1919. That's 703-337-1919. Guys, Valentine's Day may be over, but your love life shouldn't be. Call Bull Oak now to qualify. This offer ends today, Thursday, February 15th. 703-337-1919.
6: Coming up a little later this half hour, when the pandemic hit, people moved way out of town into big houses. What's the new trend? Stay with us on WTOP. Transparency and trust makes buying a car at Fitzgerald Subaru,
8: Gaithersburg, and Rockville a great experience. It all begins with a low price in writing, posted on the window of every car. There's no haggling to get the low price or to know the monthly payment. It's all right there on the window. No haggle, no hassle. Fitzgerald Subaru in Gaithersburg and Rockville. Call 888 fits today. During the
1: Subaru, a lot to love event. Transparency you can trust. That's the Fitz way. This is John from 2060 Digital, and our partners are asking, what will be the most significant for digital marketing in 2024? With a growing number of tools and privacy policies, digital advertising is becoming more complex. It's critical to tie your marketing spend to business results. To prepare for the new year, review your website analytics, ads platforms, and internal systems to ensure they work together to provide a clear ROI. For more questions and tips, visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC.
0: Washington's top news, WTOP.
6: Facts matter. Now 714. Thanks for being with us tonight. I'm Dimitri Sotis. It's campaign 2024 on WTOP after... President Biden delivers his State of the Union address on March 7th. Who will appear on your TV to bring in the GOP response? What if it turned out to be the likely GOP presidential nominee himself, Donald Trump, delivering that speech? NBC News reports aides and allies close to the former president have at least discussed it. And joining us live, one of the journalists who helped break the story, Jonathan Allen. He's a senior national politics reporter for NBC News. Welcome back to WTOP, John. Good to talk to you again. This certainly fits into Donald Trump's profile as a showman and to do something different and and radical. What is the thinking behind this kind of move?
7: Certainly, there are a few chances that Donald Trump would pass up to have a bigger platform or to put himself in contrast with Joe Biden. I think, um, you know, the opportunity to take that slot when uh, he would get a lot of network coverage, primetime network coverage, which has been hard for him to come by uh, in his third bid for the presidency is uh, an attractive feature. But there are a lot of reasons that he might not do it.
6: And is that uh, because maybe, you know, the the message would be sort of rambling as his speeches are, or is there something else afoot?
7: No, uh, I think what what really is at play here is that the history of uh, people giving this Republican response or the out-of-party power response, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, is uh, that it generally has the the effect of uh, diminishing. Uh, The person who's giving the speech, of course, the president of the United States stands in the front of the House chamber at the rostrum with uh, bipartisan members of Congress from both the House and the Senate uh, with cabinet secretaries, uh, military leaders, uh, Supreme Court justices. And uh, and as a result of that, there's a you know sort of a huge pomp and energy around the president, and then you see the response uh, typically delivered um, you know to no audience, no live audience, no no one reacting to that response. Um, and so we've seen a lot of uh, folks come come and go, and uh, not necessarily really improve their political fortunes with the contrast.
6: Well, but sometimes it has been John like an up and comer at the time, and you know uh, there were all the mishaps that we've seen from drinking from the tiny water bottle to coming down the stairs, Bobby Jindal, people remember all of these gaffes. But in the case of Donald Trump, who is a master of television staging appearance, uh, one could argue that maybe he could pull it off, but also maybe it's not worth the risk.
7: Yeah, I have little doubt that Donald Trump would give uh, a a certainly more interesting speech than uh, most of his predecessors. Uh, At the same time, um, from the folks that I've talked to in the Trump orbit, they think it's uh, more likely that he doesn't do it, that he is leaning against it. Uh, we spoke to one member of Congress who had spoken to Trump and said uh, that they didn't think that his his interest level was quite there to uh, compel him to do it. But uh, certainly something they've been talking about. Uh, and uh, as we know, do not yet have uh, someone tapped to do the Republican response, something that will come from Speaker Mike Johnson and uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell choosing that person uh, issuing an invitation. Uh, since that slot is still open, it has not been foreclosed a possibility that trump will take it
6: setting aside this whole state of the union business what is your analysis of joe biden's current position you and a co-author wrote a book about joe biden uh not not too long ago and, and of course there are questions about age about mental capacity and all of that is he in a position of quite weakness going up against donald trump or is he actually rising a bit and getting a bit
7: stronger I think the past week or so has not been great for uh, President Biden in terms of uh, this report coming out from uh, the special prosecutor uh, who declined to prosecute, which is great for Joe Biden. But some of the things he wrote about uh, Biden's recollection uh, were not helpful to the president. I've been watching, uh, you know, campaign politics, presidential politics for about two decades now. And in all of that time, we've had very close elections from a historical perspective. And I I expect that, you know, at least looking at it nine months out, uh, that we're headed in that direction again. uh, Most of the polling suggests the same. Of course, um, you know, events dictate how people vote, at least sometimes dictate how some of the people vote. So we'll have to wait to see how the race develops. But for for right now, it appears to be very competitive between uh, President Biden and former President Trump.
6: Thanks for joining us as always, John. Talk to you next time. Take care. And that's Jonathan Allen, senior national politics reporter for NBC News. Well, it's uh, brought to you this segment here, our traffic report by Northrop Grumman, innovation that defends what matters most. Northrop Grumman is defining possible with a cutting-edge missile defense system for a safer tomorrow. Visit NorthropGrumman.com. It is traffic and weather on the 8th, and it is Bob Imler in the traffic center.
8: In Maryland, southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, still heavy and slow through Jessup, getting to a point before Fort Meade, before Route 32, still working on the crash and still getting by to the right. Beltway on the inner loop in Virginia, slows from the Dulles toll road to a point after the American Legion Bridge. Believe something on the shoulder somewhere, getting attention beyond that. The pace does pick up. An outer loop slow from Telegraph to the Wilson Bridge, 395 and 95 doing all right, and the same with 66. Now, north of Warrington, southbound of 29 and 15, all lanes reported to be blocked around a crash at Dumfries Road. And on Route 28, about midway between Catlin and Oaksville at uh, Falkier Lane, a crash or some sort of an incident there that's just tying up traffic both ways on that stretch of Route 28. Maryland, 95, doing okay both ways. Same with 270, 50 to the Bay Bridge. No delays, 295 in the district runs uh, with just a brief slowdown northbound getting up to the Pennsylvania Avenue Merge and otherwise 695 and 395 doing all right save at whole foods market get animal welfare certified 80% lean ground beef for 5.99 a pound with prime through february 20th while supplies last, shop in store or online. Terms apply. Bob Inler, WTOP
0: Traffic. All right, Bob. Veronica Johnson. Now she's seven news. First alert, Chief Meteorologist. Some sprinkles out there here this evening. Overnight, though, we're going to start clearing out, mainly clear with temperatures in the lower to upper 30s and high temperatures Friday, just shy of 50 degrees. We'll start with sunshine tomorrow. We'll see clouds increase. And with the next weather maker, it's another burst of snow for us. Looking at starting very late around 10 to 11 p.m. for DC Metro. And ending around 7 a.m. Saturday. One to three inches of snow I'm forecasting. So we'll go with a winter alert late Friday, early Saturday morning. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, Tyson's 46, Waldorf
6: 44, Lafant Plaza 47 degrees. Some of us down into the 30s overnight were brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. The top stories that we're working on on WTOP, a full day of testimony in Atlanta regarding District Attorney Fawny Willis and whether she should be removed from prosecuting that big election interference case against Donald Trump and many other defendants. Fire and heavy smoke at the Eastern Market Metro Station. One person had to go to the hospital. The station has now reopened. A personal dispute is what police think led to the deadly shooting after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. And workers at a local library system have voted to unionize. We've got those details on the way on WTOP. Here's
2: Jim Blankenhorn, Senior Vice President, Environment and Security at Ementum in the new series, Top Voices, creating a safer, smarter, cleaner world sponsored by Amentum. When we talk about energy infrastructure, there's a lot of common terms that
8: are used to describe the requirements, the expectations. So things like affordability, we talk about sustainability, we talk about dependability and redundancy, and we also talk about reliability and resilience.
2: To hear more of this interview, visit federalnewsnetwork.com, search Amentum. At Amentum, we solve the world's most complex challenges. When the U.S. military accelerates hypersonics technology, when our nation safely remediates and cleans up nuclear waste when the dod modernizes digital systems when smart and scalable clean energy is essential when unmanned systems require enhanced capabilities amentum is there creating better outcomes for a safer smarter cleaner world amentum solving what's next learn more at amentum.com
6: 722. A Prince George's County man is found guilty of murder and other charges. WTOP's John Doman says the conviction is connected to the death of a man in a wheelchair near Duval High School. Last July 1st, the day that it became legal to buy marijuana in Maryland,
5: 19-year-old Dane Gale tried to set up an illegal street sale with the intention of robbing his dealer instead. But the dealer didn't do the delivery. A friend of his named Malcolm Bradley, who was confined to a wheelchair, did it instead as a favor. Bill Porter's an assistant say it's attorney in
1: Prince George's County. Dan Gale pulled out a gun and he shot this individual 11 times um, and made 23 holes in his body.
5: Gale was found guilty in a number of charges, including murder this week. Edith Bradley is the mother of the victim. It's a hole in my heart.
6: Gale will be sentenced at the end of May. John Dome in WTOP News. New tonight on WTOP, employees of the Howard County Library System have voted to unionize. The Baltimore Banner reports that the four-day vote ended today, with an overwhelming majority of the workers voting in favor of unionizing. The union will represent more than 200 Howard County Public Library employees across the system's seven branches. Those workers will now join the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. Library workers say they unionized for fair wages so they could have better job protections and reasonable schedules, adequate staffing, a path to promotion, and a safe work environment. When the pandemic kicked in and people were forced to stay home more, we saw many families ditch their